0: Hi, with Ainsley Bullion, and this is the weekly wrap on this day, the 19th of December 2016. Australian dollars' gold are sitting at $15.69 and silver at $22.82, with the Aussie dollar at 74.6. So this week saw gold down a tad, but silver stronger yet again, despite the stronger Aussie dollar and seeing the gold silver ratio back down to 68.8. The week started Friday night with the monthly non-farm payrolls employment figures for the US. Whilst the 178,000 was almost bang on expectations, there were some surprises behind the headline that will have the Fed concerned ahead of next week's highly anticipated December meeting. Firstly, the fall in unemployment rate to just 4.6% came courtesy of a surge in Americans simply dropping out of the workforce, some 446,000, with participation falling to just 62.7%, again near 35-year lows. Adding the number of unemployed workers to the people not in the labour force, there are now over 102 million people either unemployed or no longer looking for work, but this somehow was glossed over. The second and much more concerning surprise was the 0.1% drop in average hourly earnings when a gain of 0.2% was expected, and bad news for consumer-led recovery. Not surprising then, the data also revealed the number of multiple job holders or people who are forced to hold more than one job due to insufficient wages or other reasons rose to 8.1 million, a new record high. Amid Trumpphoria, Bank of America put it well, saying, We consider Friday's disappointing jobs report the beginning of that phase where euphoria meets reality. This was essentially reinforced by the Fed's own Labour Market Conditions Index, which despite a small increase this last month, has now fallen year over year for the last five straight months. To put this into perspective, that's only happened eight times in nearly 40 years, and of the previous seven occurrences, four were soon followed by recession, and one occurred when the recession had already started. Deutsche Bank's chief US economist noted, and I quote, The upshot is that the economic outlook remains fragile despite the ostensible robustness of the labour market. We then got a mixed bag of data, firstly with the U.S. Durable Goods Orders, Ex-Transportation, Decline on a year-on-year basis in October for the 22nd straight month, the longest non-recessionary streak in all of U.S. history. In contrast, factory orders surged by the most in a year and a half in October, up 2.7% versus 2.6% rise expected. What is interesting is that this was just before the election when history shows that the incumbent government always pumps up spending creating things and work and showing everything is awesome and then things return to normal afterwards. So stay tuned for more euphoria meets reality. We then saw the US trade deficit for October blow out from $36.2 billion in September to $42.6 billion in October well above expectations courtesy of the double whammy of exports decreasing 3.4 billion or 1.8% on the back of the surging US dollar and imports increasing 3 billion or 1.3% US productivity then printed a disappointing 3.1% in Q3 and saw the first year-on-year two quarter decline since 1993 this all prompted US GDP forecast to be down- downgraded with the Atlanta Fed cut from 2.9% to 2.6% and Goldman Sachs from 2.3% to 2.1%. It didn't worry markets, though, as we saw the 12th record-high close in the Dow since Trump was elected. There was the now-usual dramas in Europe and the much-talked-about Italian referendum results, as we reported during the week, then playing out with rating agency Fitch cutting its outlook for Italian banks to negative due to high-bad debt and referendum vote risks, and then Reuters reporting the Italian government was preparing to take a €2 billion euro controlling stake in the problem bank Montepaschi giving up on the five-month search for private sector investment. Dressed up in any way, this is a bailout that defies the EU rules, so it will be interesting to see how this goes. Just yesterday, rating agencies Moody's cut Italia's uh, government debt rating from stable to negative. The Italian interior minister revealed a new Italian election is now likely in February, putting the prospect of an anti-EU M5S party taking government more immediately than the 23 May deadline for the next election, and critically before the French elections in April. This saw the euro immediately drop 50 points on the news. We then saw the Greek debt crisis can kicking with with deadlines pushed out to 2018, avoiding a confrontation with the IMF and a potential breakup of the Troika. Overnight, the ECB expanded its QE program to exceed €2.2 trillion Euros by the end of 2017, up from the previous €1.7 trillion, and now double that, announced in January 2015 when it was first launched. In a seemingly similar attempt to the Bank of Japan to massage the yield curve, the monthly pace will be reduced from €80 billion to €60 billion Euros per month, but of course with the usual caveat that it can step up or prolong purchases if needed. They left their rates unchanged and still negative and noted that at 0.6% they are a long, long way from their inflation target of 2%. QE bond purchases were to be the backstop for the bleeding at Italy, so the tapering news saw Italian bonds plummet further. Just two months after paying $38 million to settle a silver price-fixing case, Deutsche Bank agreed to pay $60 million to settle a US antitrust litigation by traders and other investors, accusing German Bank of conspiring to ma- manipulate gold prices at their expense. At home, the RBA held our rates at an all-time low 1.5%, but changed its commentary around inflation to say, and I quote, The continuing subdued growth in labour costs means that inflation is expected to remain low for some time, before returning to more normal levels. That may have been a precursor, but it was the minus 0.5% GDP print that really shocked, being far worse than the already bad minus 0.1% expected. Taking the year-on-year to just 1.8% versus 2.2% forecast, it was the second worst economic growth result in 25 years and only the fourth negative quarter since 1991. When your own treasurer says it's not... Just a reminder, not just a wake-up call but a demand to support economic policies that drive investment and jobs, you know it's serious. The market wasn't that concerned however with the initial dive of the dollar reclaimed as the assertions of this being a one-off were accepted. But yesterday we then saw another surprise and serious blow to the it's a one-off narrative when Australia's trade gap widened 20% to $1.5 billion instead of shrinking as predicted as growth in imports outpaced exports economists had predicted a narrowing in the deficit to 610 million dollars due to the jump in commodity prices but instead an 11% slump in metals exports was one of the main drivers along with the fall in rural exports as a reminder two negative quarters is a recession something many believe we are way overdue and something that will see our dollar plummet and the price of gold surge finally last night we saw shares surge but yet again Oh, sorry, yet again, but very interestingly, so did the normally uncorrelated VIX or volatility index. It is very rare to see both of these rising, and it could well be an ominous sign of things to come. We'll catch you next week, and remember, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world.